0: So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Romans, the 10th chapter and the 17th verse. Greetings, and welcome to the New Redeemed Missionary Baptist Church, where this is the church that is building kingdom-minded members through kingdom services. Our pastor is Reverend Dr. Derek L. Mercer, Sr. So, get ready to hear a word from Redeemed.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. For those of you who have your Bibles, if you would please turn with me to the first epistle of John. That's First John. That's toward the back of your Bible. Yes. Don't get that confused with the gospel now. now this is what I call his sequel to the gospel because he just continues right on. But if, if you found Peter, keep on turning. If you get the revelations, you done turn too much. The epistle of John, the first epistle of John, we're going to begin reading. We're going to read two different scriptures out of this this morning, but we're going to begin in chapter 1 at verse 8. If you could please stand for the reading of the word. If you can, if you can't, there's no dishonor in it. We understand. Amen. When you have found it, you'll find these words. First epistle of John, chapter one, beginning at verse eight says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. For we confess our sins, for if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Uh, same uh, epistle, chapter 2. We're going to begin at verse 1 and we're going to read down to verse 6. My little children, these things I write unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the appropriation of our sins and not ours only, but also the sins of the whole world. And hereby do we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him and keeps not his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whosoever keeps his word in him verily, is the love of God perfected. Hereby we, hereby know we that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk as he walked. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. May the Lord have a blessing to the hearers, doers of his holy word let us bow our heads dear most gracious father god it's once more and again that we bow before your throne of grace we bow down saying thank you father god we thank you for your many blessings that you've already given us father god father god we thank you for what you're getting ready to do in this worship experience now, Father God, we ask that you move me out of the way, Father God, that your word may go forth. Father God, use me, Father God, to speak a word, Father God, to speak a word that are called sinners saying, "I yield, I yield." To speak a word that are called saints to saying, "I believe I'll run on and see what the end will be, Father God. Amen. Father God, not my will, but your will be done, Father God, not my word, but your word go forth, Father God. And Father God, we'll be your soul, to give you all the praise, glory, and honor which is due thee. These and many other blessed suggestions, Son Jesus Christ, most matchless and powerful name. We pray, servants' prayer. Amen. 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 Glory to God, giving honor to the Spirit of Christ, which is the head of my life. In Him do I move and have my being, and I thank God for that. Uh, giving honor to Doctor uh, Mercer. Uh, we thank God for you, sir, to deacons, trustees, members, and friends. We thank God for each of you, my father's children, and to our young people. We thank God to see young folk in the house of prayer Amen. once more and again. Right. I don't know about y'all, every time I see it, that it could be a baby, a teenager, a preteen, but when I see young folk in church, I get happy Amen. because it lets me know that this thing ain't going to die with me. Right. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. And uh, I thank God for, y'all know I'm just spoiled right now because I done had my mama two weeks in church with me now. And, and I ain't going to know how to act when she leaves. Somebody already told her that I ain't nothing but a mama's born to cry, baby, when oh, she ain't yeah. around. Look at that. He admitted it, y'all. That's who said it right back there. Um, but I thank God for my mother being in my midst once more and again. Amen. Y'all give God a hand cap of praise for keeping my mama. Amen, we thank God for that. And lastly, but never not least, we thank God for Honey Drop. We thank God for my good thing. Uh, we thank God for her. She's tired, y'all. She pulled the late shift last night and then I had a mental breakdown where I was about to cut all my hair off and I said, baby, do something to my head or I'm gonna cut it all off. And she stayed up about two, three hours afterwards making sure that my head wasn't gonna be cut off yet. So I thank God for her. It's the little things that you got to be thankful for sometime. Amen. Amen. Usher's, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. The scriptures that was just read into your hearing, I believe, are some powerful words that we all could take a deeper look at. If there's a verse that I really want us to concentrate on this morning, it would be uh, chapter 2, verse 6. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk even as he walked. If I were to leave a sermonic thought with you this morning, it would simply be a question in this form. Are you walking like Jesus? Turn to your neighbor and, and look at your neighbor and says, are you walking like Jesus? Oh, they didn't quite listen to you turn to somebody else and ask them, say, are you walking like Jesus? I think it's a question that we have to ask ourselves every day. You know, as I uh, look at life and look back at life, I realize some things and some one of the things I realize is that uh, a baby going to be a baby. No matter how you do it, uh when a baby is born, they just simply that they're a baby. You can't uh really think too much more of them than to say, oh, they cute, they pretty, they 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 adorable. Uh, at least that's what I hope we say about, you know, because I don't tell that lie that all babies pretty 'cause some of them wasn't born that way. I ain't gonna lie to you. I've seen some that made me question. But 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 uh, uh it is perfectly natural for a baby to act like a baby. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't get mad cause a baby cry. That's what they do. Uh, they suck on bottles and, and they soil their diapers. They they play with their toes and and, and, and they they scoot and and, and they they turn over at a certain point in life then after a certain while you might see a tooth or two poking up out of their mouth but you can't get mad at them because they acting like a baby that's what they are but but as they began to grow they began to change and to start to take on characteristics of those that are around them yeah yeah um no matter how much you may think about it, your children act like you a lot of times. Matter of fact, there's times where if I answer my mama's phone, folks will start telling me all her business because they say, Oh, I thought you was Bobby Jean. And I say, No, I'm her baby. But 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 as a baby grows, so should we. Uh think about it. Uh they begin uh to act more like people and less like babies not that babies aren't people they're just little people they're little people with some weird habits uh they'll be hungry and instead of going to get them something they'll cry to you to feed them now as a grown person that don't make sense to me because if i'm hungry i ain't waiting on nobody to feed me i'm gonna get me something to eat but, but you can't get mad at them cause that's what babies do. So is it with God's children? When we first get saved, it is natural for us to stumble as we take those first baby steps on wobbly spiritual legs. Now, 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 the problem that poses itself is that some of us remain babies for 40 and 50 years. Yeah, now this may not be one of those sermons that you might not, you might not feel good hearing it. You might not give me every amen, but I stopped by this morning to tell you I don't care. (laughs) Because see, I came to tell you what thus says the Lord. (laughs) See, see, some of the problems we have in church nowadays is that we have a church full of spiritual babies. It's like we have become the spiritual nursery of the world. When are we gonna get some folk that's old enough to go to grade school? When are we gonna get some people that are spiritually mature enough to enter into high school? Matter of fact, I'll dare say we need some spiritual college students right now. We need to get to the point where we're 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 no longer babies in Christ. The word says that if we say we have no sin, that we deceive ourselves. If we say that, and you know what? I've heard folks say it. uh, uh, I've been living sin free all day. And I say, well, you just messed that up because you just told a lie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I hear folks say, I just been walking with Jesus all day long. You you just told another lie because while you was on 95 and somebody made you mad, Jesus was nowhere in that car. You might have been playing gospel music, but your mind was far from the gospel. Y'all know I'm right about it. Yeah, so if we say that we have no sin... Well, we deceive ourselves, and, and one of the things that we have to realize is that sin is in our nature. You born this way. Ain't nobody got to teach you how to sin. You 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 come in this world knowing how to sin because, for one thing, it looks good to you. Y'all want me to give y'all a little way that I can tell y'all how the devil get y'all every time? See, I'm finna tell all y'all business this morning. Don't get mad at me. Just go ahead, say ouch, and pull your feet underneath the pew and make sure they ain't out next time I come around. But but, but, let me tell you how I know the devil tricks a lot of y'all. Because he tricked me too. See, the devil never comes at you with something that's not appealing to you. Oh, oh you don't believe me? Sin does a few things it appeals to your flesh either it'll look good to you or it'll taste good to you or it'll feel good to you or it'll sound good to you some of us even found a way to make it smell good and sin at the same time oh y'all don't believe me y'all don't believe me mess around and get hungry you know that you're supposed to be having that salad, but you're going to get some oxtails, some collard greens, some macaroni and cheese, some butter beans, and, and, and some cornbread on the side. And then say, give me a large sweet tea and um, some uh, peach cobbler afterwards. And you're saying, I ain't never seen it. You just heard all the sanctuary that God said needed to be holy. And the devil say, but you was hungry. So, 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 that lets me know that, that the devil can trick us all up with sin. Uh, matter of fact, there, there's a story that uh, when I was a little boy, uh, I once heard, it was about this little boy that was going to church. And before he went to church, he, he lived in an old country town like I did where there was a corner store on your way to church. And his mom had gave him thirty five cent, and she said, "Now, son, I want you to put y'all. Y'all remember how it used to be back in the day. I want you to put ten cent in Sunday school, and I want you to put a quarter in church." And, and he took his little thirty five cent, he put in his pocket, and on the way to uh, church, he he saw the corner stove. and he made up in his mind. He said, "Well, ain't nothing wrong if I just go in there and look and see what they got." So sure enough, he went in the corner store and he started looking, and lo and behold, there was a nice big glazed honey bun sitting right there in front of him. He said, well, I know mama told me to use this 35 cent for church, but I'm hungry, so I think I'll get this honey bun. He pulled out his little 35 cent and he slapped it on the counter. He said, mister, I want that honey bun right there. The man said, you sure about that, son? He said, yeah, I'm sure. I want that honey bun right there. Well, the man gave him the honey bun, and when he looked down, lo and behold, he was late for church. So he put the honey bun in his pocket, and he ran on to the church. He eased on in the back of the church, and he sat in the back pew. The preacher got up and said, well, church, today I want to talk about the devil. little boy was sitting in the back of the church. He said, talk about the devil. That don't make good sense to me. Well, the preacher say, well, I stopped by to tell you that the devil can be anywhere. The little boy started listening a little harder. The devil can be anywhere. Uh, he can be in your home. The little boy said, well, yeah, yeah, he can be there. He, he can be in your job. He say, yeah, 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 he can be there. He can be in front of you. He started to sweat, y'all. He said, he can be beside you. Oh, he started to worry a little bit more. He say, he can be behind you. After a while, a little boy jumped up from back of the church and said, well, I hope he ain't in my pocket eating my honey bun. Because see, 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 the devil will deceive you. He'll make you think that what you're doing is okay. But for us to say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the Bible says that if we confess our sins, He says that He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. God will always be true to His own nature and promises, keeping faith with Himself. And with man. See what God does. He says, not only will I forgive you of your sins, but I'll cleanse you from all unrighteousness. I I I like that word all in there. In In other words, he says, I won't leave some of it in you. But I'll cleanse you from all of it. The lying tongue that you've been praying about, I'll get rid of that. But but th- that little thing that you think I don't know about, that you do in the secret of your own house, that the church members don't get to see you do, that your coworkers not looking at, I'll cleanse you of it. But you got to understand that it's all by the power of God. <laughs> We gotta ask ourselves the question: Are we walking like Jesus? The word saith in verse six of uh, chapter two says, "And he who saith he abides." The word saith refers to those in this privilege that have already made a profession of faith. Look, can 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 I preach like I want to today? Hey, Look, 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 you can't walk around talking about I'm a Christian and can't nobody see no sign. Matter of fact, I, I I heard the old folk used to say it like this. They say, I wouldn't have a religion that I can't feel sometime. My my old grandmama used to say, uh, you should show some sign if you're his. So, so that is they that have said that they are saved. Let's examine their claim. First, it is a declaration of salvation. Those referred to in this passage claim to be. Jesus there is only one way into him and that is through receiving Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior matter of fact the word of God says whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved so if I profess that he is mine and I am his I ought to walk like it yeah 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 to be in Jesus means that I'm wrapped up, that I'm tied up, that I'm tangled up in him. In other words, when you see me, you ought to see the Jesus in me. When you see me treat my neighbors right, it's nothing that I've done so good, but it's the Jesus on the inside. Well, well, to be in Jesus is the only place For salvation it's the only place of salvation to be in Jesus is the only place of safety it's the only place of security it's the only place of peace of happiness of being right with God of being delivered from hell and being certain of heaven can I say it one more time to be in Jesus is the only way that I know I'm not going to hell but I'm certain that I'm going to heaven all don't hear me today. To 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 be in Jesus means that, that 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 there are some benefits that I can take hold to. I can take benefits of being in Jesus. Late in the midnight hour, when all hell's breaking loose in my house, I still have some benefits because I'm in Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I find myself. Going astray, I, I I I can take confidence that I'm in Jesus. Yeah, but see, see, there's benefits of being in Jesus, but there's also some consequences of not being in Him, and those consequences are detrimental. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want me to tell you what the consequences of not being in him for? I'm glad you asked. The consequences of not being in Jesus that you will continually be separated from him for all eternity. I know we paint the picture that hell is hot and we always say, oh, I don't want to go to hell. It's too hot. Well, you know what? If Jesus was around the heat, I would be okay with being hot. It's not about the heat why I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to be disconnected from the one who's giving me life and life more abundantly. I don't want to be, I don't want to go a day where I know that I don't have Jesus in my life. See, 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 walking with Jesus makes life a lot easier. I hear folks say it's hard to live right. No, it ain't. You just ain't yoked up with the right one. Because his word says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. You got to be yoked up right. Yeah. 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 Just in case some of you here... Who, 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 who may not have been saved. Let me take a moment to tell you how you can be. Mm-hmm. Actually, getting saved is about the most simple thing a person can do. All, there are only a few things that you need to know and accept these things. First, you must know that you are a sinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you realize that you're a sinner, you, you you come with a declaration on your mouth. I know. Matter of fact, I think I said this Wednesday night. Isn't it so beautiful that you don't have to be worthy to come to him? Oh, y'all missed that. Y'all yeah, missed the shot right there. Uh-huh. See, everything else that you involve yourself in, you have to show that you're worthy to get in it. Go to, you just can't walk up on a job and say, "Hey, start paying me." They are gonna put you through an interview process and see if you're worthy of being hired. Uh huh. Or, or, or you want to go to college? You just can't show up on the campus and say, "Hey, I'm finna start taking classes now." No, they say, take a SAT, take a ACT, take some courses. And let me see if you're worthy of coming here. But look at God. God says, I don't need you worthy. I just need you like you are. Matter of fact, I want you to admit that you don't deserve what I'm finna give you. That's the beautiful thing about salvation. Is that we can admit that we don't deserve it. And he still gives it to us. So you must know. That you' are a sinner. Well, but you must understand that there is a penalty for sin. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Well, that lets me know that I have to work to die. But I got a gift called life from God. I don't have to work for that. All I have to do is accept that. Not only must you understand that there's a penalty for sin, but you must know that God loves you and that he has made a way for you to be saved. You may ask me, how how you know he made a way? Well, back on Calvary, he made a way for us to be saved. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not die, but they shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. Uh, that's it. Right? Yeah. You must believe. You must be willing to turn from your sins. See, 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 some folk, can, can I keep it real? Some folk come to church, join church, been in church 30 years and still doing the stuff they did 20, uh, the 29 years ago. Uh, some folk just ain't going to change. They don't want to change. There is no change in them. Don't get mad at them. That's their decision. That's their choice. You make your choice. I make mine. But in order to walk the way that Christ wants us to walk, we have to make a decision. We have to make a decision that I'll make Jesus my choice. I don't care what comes at me. I'm going to walk for Jesus. I'm going to talk for Jesus. I'm going to live for Jesus. My life is in your hands. Yeah. But see. Not only is it a declaration of salvation, but it's a declaration of surrender. Well. To walk like Jesus, you must do like the old hymnologist said. All to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. Yeah. Yeah. You got to surrender something to them. I heard the songwriter say, is your all on the altar of sacrifice laid? In other words, Lord, here am I. Use me in your service. If you're going to walk like Jesus walked, you got to be willing to say, not my will, but thine will be done. Yeah, 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 because walking like Jesus walked don't always feel good. Can can, can I prove it to you? can, Can I come to the word with you for it? Do you remember when Jesus was in the garden and he was praying for you and I? But you heard him say, wait a minute, Lord. Wait a minute, Father. If it be thy will. Let this cup be removed. In other words, every situation you find yourself in that God has placed you in, it's not going to be a flowery bed of ease. Some of it's going to give you heartaches. Some of it's going to start you to cry at night. Some of it's going to make friends walk away. Some of it's going to make people talk about you. Yeah. Right. Take time, yeah. Yeah, but, but, but I'm so glad. I'm mighty glad that it's not my will, but it's the will of the Lord. I got to learn how to surrender myself and and walk after his word. I got to go where he says go. I got to stay when he says stay. I got to talk when he says talk. This one going to mess somebody up, but I got to shut up when he says shut up. I'm going to throw this one in there for free for y'all y'all ain't got the payment for this this is for free right here some of you miss out on your blessings because you open your mouth too much yeah. right. Right there, right there. time the Lord give you son in your spirit you calling everybody in your contact list child guess what I'm going to do and you wonder why it never comes to fruition because God didn't tell you to go run your mouth he placed it in your spirit for you Yeah. Yeah. But 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 we must ask ourselves is our life totally surrendered to God? Because see if we mm, mm, the word abide means to tarry or to dwell. This brings to mind another passage where John used the word. In in, in John 15, the 15th chapter, John recalls the words of Jesus where Jesus says that he is the true vine and we that are saved are the branches. Just like branches on a literal vine, our duty to our savior is to abide in him. This means that we are to draw our very life from him. Can I can, can I make it plain? Y'all, I got to get comfortable. Can I make it plain? What it is is that just like if you cut a limb off a tree, that limb dies. But as long as the limb is connected to the tree, the tree is connected to the roots, and the life comes up through the roots, and the leaves then grow. You can't grow if you're not connected to the true vine. You got to be connected to the true vine. Yeah. Now, 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 wait a minute now. If you connected to the vine, yeah. that means that you should produce some fruit. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Y'all missed another shot right there. If you're connected to the vine, that means that you should produce some fruit. If you ever look at a tree, you don't see no fruit growing on the trunk, but it's all on the limbs. It's all on the branches. In other words, what Jesus is saying to you, he says, look at him. I could do it on my own if I want to. I'm God, but I chose you to be grafted into me. So now produce some fruit. Matter of fact, Jesus says it like this. Jesus says, those that don't produce fruit I purge. I I, I cut them off. I get rid of them. My old grandmama was a gardener. I tell you that woman she can grow anything in the world. And and, and one thing I used to wonder when grandmama go out and she she cropping greens and stuff, I say, why would she tear down the stuff that she want to grow? That don't make no sense to me. She got me cutting these bushes that she weren't trying to grow. But see, what I didn't realize was that grandma was trying to grow them in the right way. See, every now and then, in order for something to grow, you have to cut it back. Yeah, 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 you you, 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 you ain't know that. Hairdressers will tell you to cut your hair every now and then so it can grow. You got to cut something back sometime in order to grow. Well, see, that's the problem that we have is that we don't like to be cut back any <laughs> We want to just keep on doing it however we want to do it. But sometimes God says, I got to cut you back so I can see more of me. Yeah, yeah. But not only that, I found out that it's also a declaration of service. See, because the concept of abiding also carries the idea of service. You know one thing I realized? Uh, Paul was one of the greatest preachers of all time we see. Uh, We see where, where, where Paul was a student of the word. We see where Paul was changed on the road to Damascus and he had an encounter with Jesus himself. We see all these things where Paul has set up this church, and set up that church, and he went on this missionary journey and that missionary journey. But you know one thing I notice about Paul? He never called himself pastor. He never called himself bishop. He didn't need to be called reverend. He wasn't pope. He wasn't a cardinal. He wasn't your highness or anything. You know what Paul kept calling himself? I, Paul, a servant of God. See, see, and I I finally figured out why Paul called himself a servant because when you get to the pearly gates all your titles will not matter anymore he's not going to say come here Reverend Graham he's not going to say come here doctor such and such but he's going to say servant well done that uh-huh. good and faithful servant yes, will you serve the Lord I, I wonder how many of you Really want to walk like Jesus walked. (laughs) If you want to walk like Jesus walked, well, I stopped by this morning to tell you. You must walk in a spirit of servitude. I'm reminded of Jesus when he's in the upper room. Here is the master of masters, the king of kings, and the lord of lords. And he takes a towel and wraps around himself, he positions himself down to the lowest part that he can and he says I'm gonna wash my disciples feet I heard him say I gotta serve while I'm here I heard Jesus say it's not my will but it's thine will I don't know about you but I wanna walk like him I wanna talk like him I wanna be just like Jesus I want to be just like him when he comes. I'm working every day to be more and more like Jesus. I'm working every day to be more and more like my God. Because, see, I realize that there is one that's looking Out for every wrong thing I do, he's recording it, he's standing there saying, You don't need to have mercy on him. He's a liar, he's a cheat, he's a homemonger, he's a gambler, he's a backbiter. But I'm glad, yes, I am. I'm glad I got an advocate On my side, every time the devil brings something up against my charge, Jesus steps in and says, That's all right, I've already dropped those charges back on Calvary. I'm glad, I'm mighty glad that I serve a God. that sits high and looks low i don't know about you but i haven't been right all my life but since i found jesus since i found a man i don't walk like i used to walk i don't talk like i used to talk i don't go where i used to go things i used to do I don't do no more because Jesus Jesus y'all know him don't you? Mary's baby the first and the last the beginning and the end James and Jude older brother I'm talking about Jesus Jesus my rose of share my lily of the valley My bright and morning star, Jesus, I gotta walk like Him. Get in me, Jesus, dwell in me, stay in me, walk with me, talk with me. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad. I know Him for myself. don't have to ask nobody I know him for myself because one Friday one Friday when I wasn't ready to die I wasn't fit to live Jesus Jesus nobody but Jesus he came down through 40 and two generations and he carried his cross up Calvary's mountain and he died do you know he died do you know he died he died but bright early bright early Sunday morning he got up all power in his hand healing power in his hand delivering power in his hand, I'm glad, Uh, I'm glad, I know him, I know him for myself every day as I walk this journey, I've found out I gotta get closer and closer to Jesus. I heard him say, draw nigh to me, and he'll draw nigh to me. All we have to do is reach out. Reach out and touch. He's standing with his arms wide open. I want to walk just like him.
0: For listening to a word from Redeem, the recorded ministry of the New Redeem Missionary Baptist Church of Jacksonville, Florida. Please join us for our worship services with Sunday school at nine thirty a.m., followed by morning worship at ten forty-five a.m. Also, join us for our Bible study every Wednesday at seven o'clock p.m. We're located at sixteen fourteen East Thirtieth Street on the east side of Jacksonville. We're the church that's building kingdom-minded members through kingdom services. Thank you and be blessed.